Hey, 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 it's Coach Deborah, and again, I'm with my girl, Lavon, a.k.a. The Love Doctor. We are talking um, again about rejection, so we want to welcome you to another episode of To Hell, Hell with, with Rejection. All right, we'll get better, we'll get better, we'll get better, we'll get that one day. We're going to get there one day, just like one day, we're going to come all the way out of this rejection. Amen. <laughs> I'm glad y'all are with us again and so what are we uh what are we talking about tonight how rejection has affected us in our intimate relationships all right that's a good one i think everybody can relate to that one um yeah because i know that's a big deal for me having my rejection rooted in that family rejection, which is, you know, the most intimate. Well, I won't say the most intimate, but it's definitely an intimate relationship. So, yeah, I can relate to that a lot. So, yeah, this should be an interesting conversation. Tonight. One of the things that that comes to mind for me is getting involved in a relationship where the mate has been rejected and brings that rejection into the relationship and then gets an upset because I might not want to talk about my past relationships. I mean, I will talk about what I learned from them, mm-hmm. but my past relationships shouldn't have anything to do with my present situation. So that is a point of contention mm-hmm. for my situation. Um but I don't, I don't see in my in past intimate. Re- I do see where there was rejection it, and that played a part, but not from my end. Because somehow, you know, you always know when something is meant to be. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to always last forever. Um, you probably shouldn't have got with them in the first place. You know, you have those inklings or whatever, right? Absolutely. 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 So I, I'm the type of person when I get into a relationship or when I'm in a relationship and it's coming to an end, my very first question to myself is what did I learn from this situation? And what was I supposed to learn from this situation? Mm -hmm. Not how I was rejected by that situation because life is about experiences. So and I try to stay in that place or I have done well with staying in that place because I find that I genuinely don't and make sure I'm not lying. <laughs> I, I genuinely want to get better in being in relationships. So I don't allow what one would say is rejection or what it is uh-huh. to to affect me in such a way. So I find it hard to understand why people bring their past situations from the person that they were with and make it a point of contention with you in, in that relationship, if you know what I'm saying. I do, and, and I'm going to say that's an easy one to answer because that is what happens when you have not come out of rejection when you're still in that trauma that you were in whether it's rejection trauma abuse trauma whatever so that's an indication that that hasn't been dealt with 
and and I can speak for myself, like right now, because I have walked through, you know, um, the first, definitely the first phase, um, definitely in the, the second phase, hopefully, you know, close to being out of it, but still in, in, in some of this rejection stuff. Um, so I, I do view things the way that you are viewing them now as not rejection, but just it's, it's an experience, you know, but when I was in it, so I'm remembering how I was when I was in it, when you're in it, it's everything is about rejection, right? That is the explanation for everything. Uh, we didn't stay together because I wasn't good enough. I didn't look good enough. I wasn't fine enough. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't accomplished enough. It was something, but it was always the rejection because that's what is the prevailing thing in you when you are still in rejection. And and I would think that that would be the case with any type of drama. So as I don't think it's that they want to bring it in. I think because they hadn't dealt with it yet. So it doesn't have a choice. It ain't going anywhere. Like I said last episode, that rejection is trying to go on. It's trying to steal your relationships, right? Until you mm -hmm. Well. I don't know what to say. I, you know, I I understand what you, you just more said. evolved in uh, it, and I don't think that that's the case because I understand that I have rejection in other areas. But well, in this area, I, I would say you evolved then, right? I would say that I evolved because I look at relationships as experiences mm -hmm. and. Like I said previously, when you go into a situation or a relationship, you already know that it what it is. You know, you already know if you're gonna stay the the duration. You already know if it's meant to be. It's it's not. It's the knowing that part I do know. Now, does it make the situation feel any better that? someone doesn't accept you for who you are or how you are or what you look like or what color your skin is uh no it it doesn't make it better um but i find that those are personal preferences and if you know what your preferences are then be honest with you instead right. of trying to get with me to right. hurt me because you're not being honest absolutely so, I, I would say, yes, on the, the emotional intelligence side of relationships, I have definitely evolved. On the rejection aspect mm -hmm. um, of intimate relationships, I haven't been in many. And so it's not like I had to, I mean, I could go back to a childhood relationship. Like one of the things that um, one of my first boyfriends told me is that I, I didn't know how to be happy mm. and I didn't at first I didn't understand but as I got older and when I was single and I started looking at relationships I could see what he meant mm. I mean I, I wasn't happy with life so I couldn't be happy in a relationship especially with someone giving me you know loving me the way that um i deserve to be loved but what i do find what i did find though 
is that I am, although I'm affectionate and loving, I'm very disconnected. Oh, interesting. Like I, I, there's a, there's not a wall, but there's such a, a boundary. boundary. Mm-hmm. You don't allow people to cross. I, I don't cross it, and I don't allow others to cross it. Because one of the, it, for whatever reason, I attract men that are possessive, and they try to come across as though they aren't, and as well as men that tend to be jealous of me because of my intellect or the experiences I've had in life or my understanding about the experiences that I had in life. And I find that odd, weird, different. And I, I had to take a position of not caring because I felt I felt okay with it. I felt good about that part of me. Mm-hmm. Well, that goes back to the same issue as before, right? The answer is the same. They have not dealt with their rejection. So, of course, there's going to be the jealousy there if you dealt with yours to a degree, right? And we want something. And when we see somebody else that has it and we don't, that jealousy comes up, right? So, you know, so it comes out in the relationship. And instead of realizing what I, you know, have, have come to understand in the last, I guess, year and a half is that when we are in... Uh, intimate relationship with the person that we're supposed to be with. We are supposed to be coming together to help heal each other and to help grow each other, right? So Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be that mutually beneficial relationship across the board. They're supposed to help you heal and grow. You're supposed to help them heal and grow. That's the one, right? Other people can't, can't, can't provide anything for you on those in those areas. But because I know a lot of people have not evolved to that that understanding, you know, they're still thinking that relationship is about what you look like, how fine you is, you know, how much money you got, as opposed to that internal thing that you're supposed to be providing to the relationship, which is the healing and the, and the, and the growth and the edification and the enlightenment that you're supposed to bring to each other. So I would be grateful for just a decent conversation. I mean, when I digress. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, that's what God meant for us to have, right? And everybody can't give us that. So we have to we have to go through the process of weeding people out and recognizing that, like you said, you in your evolved state, you know that people in your in, in your life for a reason, I say a reason, season, lifetime, whatever the case may be. And you can quickly ascertain which one that is as soon as you meet people. Most of us can too, if we were honest with ourselves. But of course, because we might be lacking something, wanting something, thinking we're going to get something, we tend to stay longer and we ignore the signs, we ignore the obvious things that that point to the fact that no, this person is not supposed to be here for a lifetime. They're just supposed to be here for a reason or a season. You know what I'm saying? And so we don't, we're not honest with ourselves about that. And we go into the relationship, um, putting it into the wrong bucket, right? Putting it into the forever bucket, the lifetime bucket, as opposed to 
putting them in the reason or the season bucket. And then we looking crazy when they ain't here for a lifetime. We ain't supposed to be. They're supposed to be here for a reason or a season. Right? It's a, when I was in my 20s, right? Uh-huh. Everybody was the one. Oh, my God. I got on my own nerves. Okay? <laughs> I got on my own nerves. What? Like, everybody was the one. No, I don't know. Maybe not, but I don't know. <laughs> but I learned. Well, that's not the case. You know, some people, a lot of people, a lot of the people that you meet come in to show you what it is that you you want or about like and or no, that's not the word I want to use. What you prefer and what you don't. Right. Absolutely. So, okay. I can get with that i have preferences i have a whole lot of them okay and i have a whole lot of things that i do not prefer right um so like i don't prefer a someone that wants to be possessive because i am a free floating spirit you know you cannot contain me right not put me in a cage please because i'm already going to be honest for one because I can't remember if I lie. I'm not going to remember that I lied because <laughs> I can't. Re- I got CRS. Okay. Okay. So, because I got CRS, I choose to not lie for that reason. Also, I choose to not lie because what? What? What's the point? Right. Too old. Too, way too old. Right. So when I got into my relationship, I do not. I was just absolutely smitten with my guy. And when I say smitten, I mean I just wanted to touch him. I nothing else. I just wanted to touch him, touch his arms, touch his hand. I just wanted to touch him. Yeah. Just the contact. Yeah. The conversation was great because, like I said, he gets into a lot of social um events and current events, excuse me, and He's social, you know what I'm saying? He's funny. He's loving. He's a lot of things. Yeah. And boring at the same time. But did she say that she did? I did. (laughs) I mean, he is. And I say boring because when I'm when there's times when we can be in the middle of a great conversation, Uh this is where rejection comes up for me within my intimate relationship. We can be in a great conversation, like it's earth moving. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he'll say, hold that thought. Or he'll go and start t- tinkering and we never get back to the conversation. Oh, and I'm just wow. like, what's the- What's the problem with that? You know what I'm saying? When you do this, and this is what I said to him maybe last week, two weeks ago, when you do this, this is, it pisses me off. I'm not going to even front. I didn't say this is how it makes me feel. It just pisses me off because then it seems as though it's okay for you to say what you have to say, but it's not okay for me to say what I have to say in the conversation. You can ask me a question and in the middle of asking a question, you'll be like, Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right. Hold that thought. Right. Okay. Well, how long you want me to hold the thought? I just okay. told you I got CRS. 
Right. Why would you have me the, to hold a thought? Right. What am I holding to? In my mind, that's not going to happen because I'm going to have another thought that come up that's going to trump that thought. No. So that's where my rejection kicks into play because it seems like you think that what you have to say is more important than what I have to say. Oh my God. And for whatever reason, I find it disrespectful. Yeah. And because I find it disrespectful, I, I I think I should say I find it more disrespectful than being rejected, but it does become rejected because rejection because I feel some type of way about it. I literally have a visceral response to it. I and I don't know how to finagle through it without just sitting down saying, Hey, when you do this, this is what happens and I get upset. Well, you, I mean, it, that, that's an honest response. I mean, because, I mean, I'm right there with you. Because, you know, in my my last interaction, you know, I can't call him my guy, because he ain't my guy. But my last <laughs> interaction, you know, very similar. Um, and we're communicators, you and I so much alike, right? It's not even funny. And so communication is, is key. And it's heavy. And so communication goes both ways. It's it's the need to have you talk to me, but it's also a great need to have me talk to you and respond. And so, you know, when you have a conversation with somebody that's, you know, hour 14 minutes, 53 seconds, and you got five minutes after hour 14 minutes, 53 seconds. <laughs> I can't. I think that's a one-sided conversation and I can I can relate to that. That would that would burn my mm -hmm. I understand when you say you feel like that is a form of rejection because it is. Because it's like how can you say you're having a dialogue or a conversation with someone and you do not give room for that person to to speak or to respond and that is a, you know and I, and I think for me it feels so much like rejection because it's very important it was very important for me growing up especially when I was knee-deep in rejection for my intellect to be um seen and acknowledged right as opposed to just my physical Mm -hmm. I had a real hard problem with guys just talking about my physical, my looks, you know. And even if they were talking about it in a positive way, it was still, hmm, because it's like you're overlooking that thing, which I think is so very important to me, which is the internal, because that's the thing that makes me me. I mean, my face, my skin, my everything could change in an instant, but the internal, right? right what makes me me is inside. So if you're not allowing yourself to get to know the internals of me, then you don't know me and you don't really want to know me. So that's mm -hmm. why I think, you know, I feel like it's rejection when someone does that. And it's like, what can we really have if you're not allowing that, right? How can you ever really know me and can you really say you want to know me if you don't allow me to come out? And the only way I can come out is in conversation. 
with you, you know? That's right. So that just goes back to my, my little saying, into me see, Ooh. you know, into me see. Right. So if you're really interested, then then get to know me. Right. Make some observations of your own. Right. Don't just expect me to tell you everything. You know, I've been told that I'm secretive, I'm mysterious. That mm -hmm. those are all things that you believe because you haven't decided to ask the right question right. or you decided to ask the closed-ended question. I'm going to answer what you asked me. Right. Um and I don't feel like I'm trying to hide anything. It's because I'm not, I'm an open book, but you have to ask. I'm not gonna just give you all of the information. Okay. I don't, you don't have to ask, like, you don't have to ask me what your favorite color is. You don't have to ask me, um, you, or you could ask me what your favorite color is and I can easily tell you because I pay attention. Uh -huh. um, I pay attention to things that that move you because I'm interested in you. In you. Right. All right. And if I can't, if, if that is not reciprocated, then I easily become uninterested in you. And so then I focus, put all my focuses, focus on me. And so that's what has occurred in my relationship where we could be having a conversation and he has jump the conversation the broom in the conversation so many times that now when he comes to converse i don't stop doing what i'm doing oh. i don't stop long enough to pay attention right. I mean, right why you're not paying attention to me at all that's what happens and although that may stem from or yeah from rejection because I feel like I'm being rejected based on your not wanting to listen. But now you're putting me in a place where I'm unmoved by the fact that you get upset because I'm not putting my phone down to have a conversation with you. Right. You're basically teaching me how to deal with you by how you deal with me. That's right. And so now you can't say you don't like it or you have an issue with it because you taught me this, right? When you, when you reject what I'm trying to give you, then I stop giving it to you. And that's a natural response. <laughs> it's like, you're teaching me, you know, you're teaching me what you want. And so if you want it, then that means you need to act like you want it and you want all of what it takes to get to know me because we're all different right i ask a lot of questions um but then i also share a lot but i know dealing with him one he will share a lot but he won't answer a lot of questions and i'm like okay got to get to a place where we understand that it is whatever the giving and receiving is it's however we give and we receive right that is it can't just be about how i want to give and how i want to receive i'm gonna have to learn some new ways we all have to learn new ways of you know how our partner interacts which is the reason why we have to get that coming that coming together and you know learning to um make room for each other right right you know that 
I can't I can't be rigid and continue to do things the way I've always done them when I am bringing somebody else into into my world, into my life, into relationship with me. I'm going to have to be, you know, willing to 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 compromise, to give a little um so that we can, you know, we can make this thing mesh and 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 have it flow and work together. But if I'm so stringent in saying, hey, I got to do it this way, as if I'm losing something to do it your way sometimes, then we don't get anywhere. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not like you. You're not like me. Um, even as we have similarities, we have to be willing to do that. Otherwise, we're going to continue doing this thing that looks like rejection and nobody wants to be rejected. Nobody wants, you know, everybody wants, wants somebody to make room for them. Yeah, for sure. Right. So you're not trying to be around and you're not trying to hang around long. If you feel like somebody is not making room for you. So we have to be willing to do that. I'm not going to hang around at all. <laughs> Why? Right. Why? Why? Yeah. It, it doesn't make no sense for me to hang around. You're not interested, no way. <laughs> that's what it seems like. That, that that for me, that's what it is. Right. I, you know, we can say seems like, but right. no, that's you're, right. you're right. That's what it is. If you was interested, then there wouldn't be a point of contention. Right. We wouldn't even be having this discussion. You're right. Because anytime you get to know me, should be a good thing. Right. It shouldn't be a no, I want to know you like this, or I want to know you this way. I want to learn about you that way. I don't want to learn about you this way. You learn about me, right? If I'm the person that you want to be in relationship with, however you learn about me should be a good thing, right? It should. It should. So if there is some avenue that you've closed off and you're like, oh, okay, well, I ain't trying to know you like this, but I want to know you like this because that's comfortable to me, that's easier to me, then that means you've already put boundaries and walls around what we're gonna we're gonna be able to have. And you've already said, we ain't gonna be able to have but so much. So to your point, why am I sticking around with that? Because now that sounds like a, a reason or a season bucket versus a lifetime bucket. And if we over here discussing lifetime, trying to spend lifetime together, and you're putting boundaries around how much you're going to get to know me, I'm going to have to take you out this bucket. Yeah. Still in one of these other two buckets because you can't be in that one. Right. Right. Because if you're in this one, you're going to have to open this thing up and let it do what it do. Right. Instead of being scared about it. Because like you said in the beginning, we're here to grow one another. Right. That's that's the whole point about having being in a relationship, no matter if it's only for a season or a reason. Um yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So intimate relationships are supposed to be whatever, right? Those lifetime relationships are supposed to be whatever. And we are well, they're supposed to be whatever. Let's look, use another Meaning, term. Okay, let's use another term. <laughs> yeah, because you know when I when I think about whatever, I think about the scripture 
either you be hot or cold but if you be like, lukewarm yeah because whatever is lukewarm to me it's not a definite and i meant not definite i meant, huh? i meant that i meant that is what i meant when i okay. said whatever i meant not definite meaning not okay. not defined meaning let mm. it be whatever it's going to be right let me be whoever i am let me be free to be just what i am right now and stay that or let me evolve and become something bigger or something new let this relationship revolve evolve along with it that's why i said no it's not a definite meaning so you mean when you say whatever you mean more open to open to allowing each other to be become to become yeah. exactly exactly okay so yeah i can get with that right right right, right. <laughs> So the whatever part through me, no, know what I'm saying? It, it did. It came up immediately when you said it because it can't be. It can't just be whatever. Right. I, I don't. When we pray, we don't pray for whatever. No. 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 So but it has to be something significant. But I do understand you when you say open. open you know, allowing it to vibe to to evolve and right. And, right. And the vibration to be there. Yeah. And, and because, I mean, God is always calling us to evolve and to transform and transition, right? Mm -hmm. Up higher and higher, more and more and deeper and deeper, whatever. So you don't want these boundaries to be put on, right? That's why I said not defined. I wanted to not be defined. I want it to be, you know, I want to see who, who, you know, God is going to transform you into and give you room to do that. Right. And, and and to me, that's a beautiful thing because I am a free spirit like that. And, and mm -hmm. being a free spirit means God, do whatever you want to do in me, through me, with me, you know, whatever I want. Right. Concerning me. Concerning me. <laughs> and I want the same thing with my person. I want them to be, you know, no jealousies, no insecurities, no, you know, any of that stuff. It's like, I just want to sit back and be like, oh, Wow, look at you, you know, becoming. And I want you to look at me and say the same thing. Look at you becoming. I want to support him in becoming. I want him to support me in becoming, you know, and let it be what it is. Whatever God says, you know, and just because it that was hard one for me to get to a place where I could be free. I mean, I used to be as... I mean, I'm still probably a little bit uptight in some ways, but that's just on the surface. We're going to call it rigid. <laughs> rigid. You call it rigid. But I'm really not. I'm looking for a safe opportunity to be. Right? Because I mm -hmm. can't be with everybody. Mm -hmm. I, I'm looking for that safe person because I know there's a lot to me. And I know there's a lot that God wants to come out of me. But mm -hmm. I want the safety of the right person to allow all of that to come through. So yes, I seem a little rigid at times, but it's just because I'm waiting to become not rigid. I can't be not rigid with everybody. In this episode for today, and we are glad again that you guys decided to spend time with us. As usual, leave comments if there are questions that we can answer, if there are things that you want to discuss um, on some future episodes, let us know. We'd be glad to um, to hear from you. 
So love you, like you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.